Sprite Castle. Sprite Castle. Sprite Castle. With Robo Hair. Sprite Castle. Hello and welcome to Sprite Castle, the show in which we play, discuss, and review Commodore 64 games. My name is Rob Flack O'Hara, and on this episode of Sprite Castle, we will be discussing Break Street. Now, before we get started with this episode's game, let's check the Daily Sun for this week's Paperboy headlines. There actually doesn't seem to be a lot of Commodore 64 headlines this week, so no big news stories here. But I would like to announce the first official King of the Castle. The first official King of the Castle is Aaron Schnuth. Aaron correctly identified the song playing at the end of the last episode of Sprite Castle. The last episode covered California games, and the song playing at the end of the episode was an 8-bit version of Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So congratulations to Aaron. You are the official king of the castle for this episode. Close runners-up were Rob Snyder and Scott Sackett. Uh, Scott Sackett also has his own podcast, which is called Better Than Fiction. You should check that out. But Aaron was the first person to respond with the right title. So uh, congratulations to Aaron. If you would like to be the king of the castle for the next episode, you'll need to listen to the song that plays at the end of this episode and be the first person to correctly identify it by uh, either through sending me a message or posting on Twitter where I am at Commodore, or uh, posting to the Facebook page, where you can find us at facebook.com forward slash Sprite Castle. And that's all of this week's headlines brought to you by my local paper boy who delivered this week's newspaper directly through my front window. Now that we've discussed this week's news, let's discuss this week's snack. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Talking snack. So Break Street is a breakdancing game, and so I wanted something um, both that I used to eat during that era and something that reminded me of breakdancing. And one of the first things that popped into my mind uh, were these terribly, uh, terribly awful McDonald's commercials in which the Chicken McNuggets – I don't know if you remember this, but for a while the Chicken McNuggets were characters in the commercials – and there were a few where they actually had dressed them up like uh, rappers and breakdancers and had them rapping. We like chicken and rapping's our thing, because rapping's all talk. And they can't sing. We like to rap and unwrap too. Whoa, look out! <laughs> we got this dance where we spin around. We get real dizzy and we all fall down. Hit it wrong. We can do that. But we're chicken. We like this rap. It really rocks. So for this week's episode, I had uh, an order of chicken McNuggets with uh, some sweet and sour sauce and some hot mustard sauce, and they were really good. They were filling, but not too filling, and so I feel like uh, I'm all uh, I'm all proteined up, and I'm ready to get started with a little break street.
Break Street was published for the Commodore 64 in 1984 by Creative Software. It is a game for one player that uses joystick controls. According to Game FAQs and Lemon64, Creative Software released about 16 titles. Um, four were for the VIC-20 and 12 were for the Commodore 64. It looks like they were responsible for the VIC-20 release of Choplifter, but most of these titles um, people may not recognize. But enough about Creative Software. Let's get to this week's game, Break Street. The title screen of Break Street somewhat sets the mood. It is a brick wall, and you see a graffiti-style uh, logo that says Break Street on it. So you you have some idea that this is going to um, reflect kind of the, the era of breakdancing, obviously. And then we get to the menu screen, which is also the same screen where the game itself takes place. The game takes place in an alleyway between a couple of buildings. There is a trash can. Uh, there's a boom box on the sidewalk, and then we can see four different break dancers. Um, now, at this screen, there are a few different things you can do. The function keys, uh, F1 will toggle and let you look at the high score list. F3 will change which break dancer you want to control. F5 will uh, toggle between two different uh, features on this game that I'll talk about. And then F7 just puts the game in demo mode where it will play music and you can watch um, the break dancers do their stuff. There are four different characters. Actually, one is a team of characters that you can choose. Uh, there is, right off the, the bat, there's Whiprock, which is a guy on the left-hand side. Uh, he's wearing a white. All these people have matching uh, shirts and headbands. <laughs> so Whiprock has a white shirt with a headband. Uh, then hanging out towards the back is Showrock, who has uh, yellow on. Then to the right, we see Double Trouble. Uh, they have a light blue outfit on, and they are – it's two dancers, but basically uh, you're just controlling one dancer. They do the same thing, so it's like uh, breakdancing twins, I guess. And then just off screen is D-Dog, who is wearing all black. Uh, you cannot see him, but if you select him, he just start he moonwalks into screen. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, as as far as I know, uh, the best I can tell, all the dancers uh, have exactly the same moves. So there's really no difference in choosing the different players. It's just uh, which color I guess you uh, you prefer. Uh, and also, uh, before you start playing, you have this music playing, and all all the characters that you can see on screen are all tapping their feet to the beat, which I thought was kind of a nice touch. I mean, it's um, definitely something that just makes the screen not look like a static uh, drawing. So anyway, to play Break Street, uh, you must first uh, start the game. You choose which dancer you want, and they will move into position. And like I said, there are two different modes, and the first one I will talk about, well, uh, the one mode is record mode, and all you do is basically you put together a series of moves, and then you can play it back or whatever. It's it's not really that interesting. Um, but the main game mode is um, a competition, and basically what you do is you uh, there's a time uh, that counts down, and so while the timer is counting down, you have to perform as many moves as possible and perform combinations uh, to link those together to uh, get your score up. So uh, while you're standing, there's a whole set of moves. Uh, if you, for example, if you press left and right, you'll moonwalk left and right, diagonal 
up left and up right does a uh, king tut kind of thing and and pressing up performs the wave so you have all these different moves and then if you pull down you get into your groundwork and so you start uh, rotating around on you know on your hands and feet and um, then each direction does different spins so you can do the back spin the knee spin uh the helicopter you can even do a uh, a hand spin and a and a head spin so you can do both of those moves. Now, as you're performing these moves, particularly the ones on the ground, you will see your uh, strength meter on the side dropping down. So the moves that you do when you're standing up build your strength meter up, but then while you're down on the ground, it, it drops, and sometimes it drops really quickly. So you have to keep a, an eye on that. If it drops all the way down to the bottom, then your dancer will become exhausted, and he will just sit down on the ground and start crying, and, uh, and your run will be over. Now... Uh, there are a couple of different freeze moves, and so the goal in the game would be to freeze right as your time is running out. So whenever you do your freeze move, uh, your your dance performance is over, I guess you would say. Also, when you uh, when your health meter starts going down and you get really winded, the, the players kind of turn red, which is kind of funny. Um, and also, you can basically, I guess you would say, wipe out by trying to go from one move to another that doesn't make sense. In other words, like if you try to do a, the ground freeze move while you're standing, your guy will just fall down and it will be over. Uh, or sometimes, you know, you, you can do that. Different uh, different types of moves like combinations will just make your guy fall over. So um, I looked online for a manual for this game. I cannot find a manual. I uh, normally when I'm writing about a game for Sprite Castle, I'll look it up on uh, Wikipedia or Lemon64. Uh, Lemon64 has an entry, but with no trivia. Same thing, Wikipedia does not have an entry for this. Uh, Moby Games has an entry for this, but with very uh, little information. Uh, in fact, the only information uh, that I got really about this game, other than uh, you know what I've done from playing it, is from a uh, scan that I found of the, uh, the back of the box, which has some information. So this is the text uh, that appears on the back of the box of Break Street. There's a new gang in town, the Stingrays. And the only way to protect your turf is to challenge them with style. Break out your freshest moves and breakdance them back to where they came from. Shake them up with your moonwalk, snake, and tut. If they aren't shaking in their sneakers yet, give them your windmill and waves. You'll send them scurrying with your scorpion. Good work. They've retreated to their own street to polish their moves. Break Street is a game of challenge and skill. Play in a team or on your own. Enjoy specially designed choreography while you improve your breaking experience. You can slow down the moves so you can actually learn each dance step by step. Soon you'll be ready to challenge any breakdancer on the street. Okay, well when it says you can play as teams, I think it's just referring to the two guys, uh, the twins or whatever, that play together. And also there's a screenshot on the back of the box here of the game that doesn't look like the actual game. I mean, it looks like the game, but in the screenshot, everybody's wearing the light blue shirts. So that's kind of uh, because that's not how the game looks. In the game, everybody's wearing different colored shirts. So there's not a lot of information out there about this game, about... Um, you know, other than you can find the names of the people who did the music and the graphics and things like that. 
also, when I review games for Sprite Castle, I try to find other uh, reviews of the game or ratings that appeared in magazines. I can't find any magazine reviews for this game, uh, and it doesn't appear that this game was ported to any other system. It only appeared on the Commodore 64. So if you wanted to get your break street on, you had to have a Commodore 64 on which to do it. And now let's get into a little bit of my personal memories. So there were two movies that came out in 1984. The first was uh, Beat Street, and the second was Breakin'. And I was uh, I wasn't a huge fan. I I had the uh, soundtrack to both of those. I didn't like the Beat Street movie right off the bat. I liked Breakin' uh, better. But uh, both those came out in '84. And uh, so 83, 84 was a huge time for me uh, when it comes to breakdancing and probably maybe uh, even first half, I would say, maybe of 85, something up there. Uh, I've often said that uh, the three fads, I just mentioned this on the last show, I think, but uh, the three fads that I went through uh, that I, I most uh, tightly identify with, I would say, was breakdancing which was followed by the ninja phase, which was followed by the skateboarding phase. So this was definitely the first thing that I, I latched onto. And um, uh, I was really into breakdancing. I was into, um, I had parachute pants. I had the slick plastic um, windbreaker so that I could do really cool spins. I had my mother's uh, cardboard ironing board that we used uh, as a breakdance <laughs> uh, mat to do spins on. Uh, I practiced my moonwalk endlessly uh, in the house, outside the house, uh, just all these things, you, you know, the fingerless gloves, the bandanas. I was just uh, just a dork. I was just into all that, you know. And uh, so in 1984, not only do we have these movies, but there are three breakdancing games along with break street uh you have break dance from epics which was a 1984 release and there's also break fever uh, i don't remember ever playing break fever really um i did try break dance from epics and it was basically just like um simon you know where you had to um you know simon would show you the colors uh and you would have to follow up the colors and it would just add a chain you know until you couldn't follow anymore and that's exactly what breakdance from epics was like cuz you just uh, you know it would perform a move and you had to do a move so it was not only like simon where you had to do the colors but you had to remember how to perform each move whether it was pressing the joystick you know what direction or or with or without a button um uh, so not very not very interesting but break street uh, was really good uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one was um, that they used actual uh, break dancers to kind of capture these moves. There's a, a break dancing crew that's credited in the credits. And so, um, you know, the, the programmers, I don't know how they, if they, I'm sure they didn't do motion capture at that time, but, uh, but they definitely, you know, got some break dancers in the studio. And if you play break dance by epics, I mean, it's, it's stupid looking. <laughs> it's just like little, like there's no animation. It's just each person goes blop, 
blop, blop into the different moves, you know. And on uh, Break Street, the animation's pretty good. It's pretty fluid, you know, and the people actually look like they're they're doing breakdance moves. And I also like that the graphics are big. You know, the players are not these little half-inch or inch-tall figures, you know. I mean, they take up um, a good portion of the screen, you know, maybe a third of the screen, something like that. But you can really kind of see the detail and the moves and stuff like that. So, uh, so I really like that about Break Street. And also... Uh, you really have to enjoy the music. I mean, now, one bad thing about it is that there's only one song. And you can listen. If you put it in demo mode, you can listen to the entire song from beginning to end. But for the most part, during the game, you just hear the same segment. And it's kind of repetitive. So it's a really cool song. And I really enjoy it. There's just not enough to it. And there's only one song. So, uh, But I, I, I remember as a kid. And I was just looking at my original Commodore 64 disc collection. Uh, and I all my discs were numbered. So as I would, you know, so I could catalog, so I could find things. So uh, I looked, and this was disc 39. So I must have had this really early on uh, in my Commodore collecting days. And I do remember working on homework and loading this game up and just letting the music play on loop, um, which must have driven everybody in my house crazy if they could hear it because it's so repetitive. Um, But I had my Commodore hooked up to uh, my little stereo, and it went through the speakers, you know, so it was um, not stereo. The Commodore didn't, uh, by default, do stereo, but it was going through both speakers, you know, and you could crank up the bass a little bit, and, and it it sounded um, pretty good, you know, so I really enjoy that song. Like I said, it, it is repetitive, and I'll throw the uh, a recording of the song towards the end of the show if you want to hear the whole song, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. For me, this is, um, you know, for each, um, we talk about things like for, well, like uh, the movies, like Beat Street and Breaking, you know, um, for every fad, there's like uh, a movie that encapsulates that time. And for me, this is the game that encapsulates that era for breakdancing. You know, like I said, there are those other breakdancing games. But for me, this was the best one. So uh, I really did enjoy it. Um, and, uh, I enjoyed picking it back up and playing it again this week. Uh, and there's not a whole lot to it and I don't know that I would play it every day or even once a week or whatever, but it is a fun game just to, to pick up and, and go back to and see, uh, uh, you know, how many, how many, uh, different moves you can chain together and try to get your score up. For graphics, Break Street gets a 4 out of 5 electric boogaloos. The graphics are uh, somewhat detailed, and the animation is very fluid. For music, I'm going to give it 4 out of 5. That's probably too high. I really do enjoy the song, but like I said, it does get repetitive uh, if you play this for more than a few minutes at a time. For sound effects, Break Street gets 0 out of 5 electric boogaloos. There are no sound effects. It's just the sound of the music on loop. Uh, And overall, I have to give Break Street a 3 out of 5. It is definitely a fun game to play. It's fun to try to to, uh, learn the moves and to get everything down and to try to boost your score. But ultimately, there is not a lot uh, to do here, and you will probably get tired of it pretty quickly.
Thanks again for tuning in to Sprite Castle. The next game I will be covering is Fourth and Inches, released by Accolade in 1987. If you'd like to play Fourth and Inches before the next show is released, head on over to SpriteCastle.com and click the Downloads link at the top of the page, where you can find links to Commodore 64 emulators and all the games that have been reviewed on the show. If you'd like to send me feedback about this episode or any episode of Sprite Castle, you can email me at robohara at robohara.com, contact me on Twitter at Commodore, follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sprite Castle, or leave me a voicemail on my podcast hotline at 405-486-YDKF. Sprite Castle is available from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, the SpriteCastle.com RSS feed, and through throwbacknetwork.net, your home for quality retro podcasts. If you'd like to hear more podcasts from me, check out You Don't Know Flack at podcast.robohair.com and Throwback Reviews at throwbackreviews.com. Both of these shows can also be found on throwbacknetwork.net. Thanks again for listening. It's time for me to moonwalk out of here. So I'll see you next time on Sprite Castle.